The following is a TPC Network podcast. Hey, Pepin. Yo, you're not Meter. No, no, I'm not. But you're not Pepin. Uh, Okay, good point. Uh, Anyway, I I was thinking uh, best episodes of ever. Uh, Of of ever? What, What do you mean by that? Like, the top 15 like the top 15 best episodes no no like, like the top 15 parts of the first 15 episodes okay uh what about it i got a list checking it twice gonna find out who's dank or who's nice not meter we need to talk Welcome back, I am your host Pepin, and that was not meter in the intro, and today we have a special treat. The top parts of the first 15 episodes as chosen by meter. Yes, the real meter, and he has a good standard, because his standard is the meter. So we're going to kick it off today with episode 4, Time Travel, Witchy, and the question that we answer, or at least try to answer, is would you kill Hitler? Listen in. So just keep going back in time and find the water. Find the pre-evolution of Hitler and kill it. Do you, I, it's do you, obvious. Do you think, or, all right, would you kill Hitler? At what point in his life? Would I kill a little baby Hitler? Is baby Hitler innocent? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. I think another question is, could you kill Hitler? I mean, Hitler was surrounded by guards. Not as a baby. Well, and not like in like his early years, like where he was, because you know the, the the Nazi Party started as like a grassroots movement. You know, you could have walked in there and pulled some weeds. I mean, they they got also. This is a point that uh, Richard Dawkins made before, and it's like to kill Hitler, you wouldn't have to go actually kill him as a baby. Even you could just like start chatting up his great grandfather and the hit, the sperm that would become Hitler. You know, you know, many generations down, would not. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could go after someone easier, an easier target, like his granddad. You're going to chat up his granddad and make him waste the Hitler sperm on something on you? It's not even the Hitler sperm, it's the sperm that would become the dead. Okay, chat up was a euphemism for kill his granddad. Better question, would you fuck Hitler's grandfather to prevent the Hitler sperm from reaching Hitler's grandmother? Okay, I would not fuck him, I would give him a bull drop. G? I I mean I don't I don't know um you gotta fuck him he's not into blowjobs fuck who uh, okay do you have to fuck him or is it fuck is he fucking me you gotta make uh, you gotta make the sperm come out I would need a, the Hitler sperm needs to be ejaculated I would need a peace of mind that there wouldn't be like an equivalent tragedy a second Hitler sperm or or no just like an equivalent to Hitler that steps in anyways you, and you know, could do far worse you don't or Stalin rushes in and, and takes over Germany and does the same thing okay so I can guarantee you absolutely that that won't happen would you take it in ass to prevent Hitler from coming like you, you can guarantee me that, like even like of all the people that are supposedly saved, none of them turn out to be bad eggs, and a generation yeah, of them down will, the line becomes it, a genocider. Yeah, for forty years, I can guarantee you forty years, nothing will go out with a shit. But you can't gar- guarantee me forty-one years. The like, Holocaust will not happen. You can prevent that, the ever. 
by taking a ever. dick in the ass. Ever. Ever. If ever. I can, if I can prevent, like you will prevent all holocausts from ever happening. Oh, I would. I mean, you have to be like pretty. You have to be immoral to not take uh, you're, you're, a dick in the ass to prevent all genocide in human history. You're guilt like, fucking. Like yeah, like take one. We're guilting you into getting ass raped. I would do it. I would do it. It's for the good of humanity. But would you like it? Uh, let's say you had to like it. I mean, that that sort of moral peace of mind is what would carry me through <laughs> the whole time you'd be like okay there's not gonna be a holocaust this is worth it oftentimes on we need to talk we don't ask questions that need to be asked but rather we ask questions that need to be questioned and you know who questions everything house house md so much so that we had two episodes on him and meter actually had three favorite parts from just one episode Episode 7, called House. Here's the first. So, uh, we've all seen House. Yep. There's, this episode's gonna contain spoilers. House dies. Everybody get over it. Okay, going forward. He didn't even die in his own house. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that video of, um, of, of you, Laurie, dressed as a house? It's Hugh Laurie in a house costume with a paintbrush painting the side of a house. I think I have. Did he do that for like Halloween or something? Probably. That would be a very good reason to dress Hmm. as a house. Right, right. That sounds pretty amazing though. I mean, pretty accurate to the show as well. It's house as a house painting a house. I like it. Actually, he was painting a house on the house. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's even better. It was the most meta thing I've ever seen in my mm, life. But what if House was painting a house on the house of the painting a house? Nate, you're getting kind of crazy. Spoilers. This next clip contains spoilers. Go to like 810 to avoid these spoilers for House MD. House commits suicide. No, he fakes his, he fakes his own death, right, Steve? Yeah, he wakes up uh, after a, a bender, and he's in a, a a burning house, and it's on fire, and he's seeing visions of all of these people. Uh, Amber's there, Cal Penn is there, Cuddy's there, and they're all and uh, they're all like, "Oh God, come back! You got to fight." Cameron's there, um, and some are like, "No, you should die. You've earned." Cameron's like, "You should die. You've earned it. You you've done great things," and blah blah blah. So then uh, everybody, like all of his people, foremen, all of that, they all come to the burning house and they're like, oh, this is where house is. We figured it out. And then just as house is starting to walk out the front door, the whole thing collapses and it looks like house is dead. And then the next thing is the next like scene is house's funeral and, and he's dead. And then uh, Wilson's there and he's about to give his, his eulogy and – um, he is, ends up being like, house is a selfish prick. Like he's, he's trashing house. And then he gets a text and the text is like, shut up, you idiot or something like that. And it's from house. Then he goes outside and house is like, Hey, I'm not only fake dead. And then they drive off together on motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up? Is that actually how That's it actually what happens. It is what happens. Because, because Wilson has cancer. Yeah. And he's going to die. And House was going to go to jail. So his only way to get out of jail and spend the last few months with mm. Wilson was to completely trash his entire life, everything he had done for his entire life, and die. 
So House metaphorically dies yeah, yeah. in order to spend time with Wilson. He sacrifices. He's the ultimate martyr in that sense. Is this next clip offensive? Well, you can get at us at twitter.com slash WNTT1 or facebook.com slash we need to talk show. We want to hear from you. On to the clip. So, gee, do you have anything to get off your chest? About a uh, house? About anything. Masturbation. Masturbation? Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> are, are you sure? Well, masturbation and house, yeah. So, you've masturbated the house many times. Mm, Cuddy. Oh, yeah. Cuddy? <laughs> Who hasn't? Cuddy. You know, she has appeared nude. Oh, yeah? Well, top was the least. Lisa Edelstein? Oh, yeah. She sounds really Jewish. They're, they're all Jewish. Oh, yeah. I mean... Especially Taub. Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie? I think he's probably Jewish. He's British. I think he's probably British. <laughs> British? You can't... We're, are we saying those are mutually exclusive here? You can't be Jewish and British? Well, you can be, but I think he happens to be British. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. On the show, he's Jewish. Mm. Is he Jewish in the show? Yeah, there's an episode where he's dating Cuddy and stuff, and he goes to their house, and he's like, yeah, I'm Jewish, but I don't practice. And they're like, ah, we don't give a fuck. Mm, Nor was he just putting on a face. I don't think he's, especially in the show, he's not Jewish. Oh, everyone lies. I'm so done with your shit. (laughs) Zombies. Steve loves zombies. And speaking of zombies, Steve actually has two favorite clips from our zombie episode featuring Shannon. In this first clip, we're trying to figure out what's the deal with, you know, the lack of zombie babies or pregnant women who have zombie babies or maybe they're not babies. I, I don't know. Here's the clip. Yeah, the virus doesn't want a host that's going to die that early. So you got to figure the zombies are going to be going just to spread the disease. But like then, like why aren't there more zombie babies? Well, they—they. They... Are you gonna tell me if you're pregnant, and you become a zombie? How come there are no pregnant zombies? Have you ever seen a pregnant zombie? Yeah, um, it was in the the mall scene of um, that movie, and she she's like giving birth, and the guy has her like chained down, oh, and she gives birth, yes. and it ends up being what a zombie. Was that movie called? Well, that was one of the the Night of the Living Dead, yeah. wasn't it? Was it? It was a reboot of Night Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, something like that. It was one, it was because they had the the original like Dawn one. of the Dead, yeah. one of those. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. That's right. Thank it was you. the reboot yes. of Dawn of the Dead. Is that the only pregnant zombie zombie baby? Other than that show Z Nation, they have that like weird blue zombie baby. Well, why would the, the mother need to give birth at any point? And on top of that, if a, if a newborn is being born or falling out or whatever, it's not going very far. Like it, it's wherever it lands is where it ends. So that's probably the biggest reason why you don't ever see one is because there's never an opportunity for there to be one. Unless the zombies attacked like a Planned Parenthood or something. <laughs> Protester zombies. It's, oh, that could be a, like a really good script idea. That's like B-movie right there. Like Night. Protester zombies. Night of the Living Abortions. <laughs> yes. Wow. I think that's going to be a working title. Night of the Living Abortions. <laughs> so glitter. <laughs> are you like it. doing the the opening scene yes. c- cinematic yes, in your head? Yes, you can see me. <laughs> is this like a glitter explosion, or is it's it like, like tinkling it's down? It's like or? a glitter, like it's like quiet. 
It's a secret glitter. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's glitter. Night of the Living Abortions, subtitle glitter. And like the opening movie will be like Sharknado 3. We'll like draw the crowd in. We'll like charge a dollar. So you're going to use the Sharknado 3 opening and then hit them with zombie abortions. Yes. So are the zombies getting abortions? I think they're giving the abortions, actually, because they're very passionate zombies. The zombies are the ones giving the abortions. Yes. They have, like, little lab coats and stuff, like, you know, and they carry, like, tide swabs so you can't see the rotting, like, blood flesh come through their lab coats. So they, like, trick you. I think we should definitely avoid the logistics around how a zombie is going to give an abortion. I don't know. I think people should be prepared. Friends, family, and posse. Who would your posse be? And a zombie apocalypse. Shannon answers this question. Uh, the first news anything I saw, I would be getting my guns. I would be getting my ganj. And I would be getting, like, my posse together. So you need, like, I don't know. You need one of everything in this case. You need to find a doctor. So closest thing we have is, like, Vinny. So, like, you know, he knows how to, like, fix machines and stuff. He, we work with him. That's basically a doctor. If you can fix a machine, you might as well be working on the human body. Next, (laughs) we're going to need somebody who knows how to, like, grow coffee beans because I'll die without coffee. So second priority is coffee. Are you trying to keep the coffee shop open? Yes. (laughs) We need a mechanic. We need someone who can grow the beans. We will live in the coffee shop. And um, there'll be food there somehow. Who can we eat? I guess I'll have to pick a few choice people to eat in case things get really bad. Although we're lucky because we live in Maine and we could just go like snag a cow or something, I guess, before it turns into a zombie cow. We got to know us arc this thing. We need a cow. We need some chickens. Basically, we need to rob all of our neighbors. I don't think you understand <laughs> Noah's Ark. <laughs> and we just shove it all in the coffee shop. And then we'll build a fence around it. And we'll call M. Night Shyamalan, or whatever his name is, and he'll just write a TV show about it. <laughs> Your awesome. priorities are all over the place. Listen, this, First is, off. this is serious. Zombie apocalypse. Guns. Okay, shelter doesn't have to be a coffee shop. I don't think she knows what a posse is. Anyway, for this next part, uh, I'm not going to say what episode it's from until after the clip plays. And let's see if you can figure out what episode, what it's talking about, and so on and so forth as you go. It'll become obvious at some point, but just let's let it play. Didn't at one point he come down and rape a woman as a duck? A swan? <laughs> Absolutely. He came down and, um, yeah, yeah, he... He definitely did. Um, he came down as a swan and raped a woman. He's also come down as a um, eagle. He's transformed into a bull. Um, yeah. So, so do you think? Do you think a story like that happens, where like a, a woman is just walking along and all of a sudden she gets raped by a swan, and then she's like, "It was Zeus, I swear." <laughs> That's what he said his name was. I don't know. Who came up with that? Why? Why Why would... 
The same people who came up with the Virgin Mary. It's just an excuse for something completely fucked up to happen. And that's funny you say that because that's what a lot of people attributed it to. It was, oh, this woman had sex with someone else that she shouldn't have. And she's just like, hey, look at this child that I magically had because I was raped. Raped by who? Uh, this? A god? Thing? Well, but how could a god have sex? Well, he was a duck. like <laughs> Swan. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like the shape of a swan's penis, and if it's anything like a duck, oh god, that that girl was in for a bad time. I would have to say the same thing about the bull. There Wait, was what, a giant. What? Yeah, there's a myth where he came down as a bull, had sex, and um, actually that's how. Yeah, the Minotaur. That's where the Minotaur comes from, by the way. Who also married his sister. So. <laughs> So not only did a god become a bull to rape a woman and create horsemen, but it was also incest? Yep. There, there's a lot of crazy myths out there. You know, here on We Need to Talk, we get on some crazy fucking shit, but the Greeks had us beat. They even have a god for shit. That was episode nine, Greek mythology with B. Now, the Greeks were kind of strange, and what's also kind of strange is art. And actually, on episode 10, we actually discuss art with Chelsea, and here's one of Steve's favorite parts. So, something you were talking about earlier, Chelsea, is how the school you're going to, you're going to a fancy art school soon. It has vaginas and penises everywhere. <laughs> yeah. what, what is with that? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I have heard tell about... Um... I, so it's called Maine, Maine College of Art, or Mecca for short, and it's in Portland, Maine, and um, it's a very progressive city in general, um, and something I was telling you earlier was um, around the city of Portland, they have um, this graffiti artist, or I guess treat artist, and he or she goes around and paints uh, pictures of vaginas everywhere with the word clit. Right now, just so you all know, she's making a hand vagina. I just thought that was really relevant. Can you fuck a hand vagina? Yes. So, um, how? <laughs> I, I'm done. Okay, go, go ahead. That was the end of my point. Greek myths quite a bit. We did two episodes on it. And in episode 12, Steve had two favorite parts out of it. In this first part, Steve tells a story. Listen in. One that I like quite a bit that I think would be kind of cool to talk about what is the story of Achilles. And um, I don't know the story very well, so I'm going to tell an awful version and then you guys are going to correct me. So the story that I know is that a guy is going to be protected, so he's dipped in a fountain of protection juice and they're holding him by his ankle, and the bit of his ankle that they're holding him by can't be doused in juices. Why the fuck are you laughing? Protection juice? I don't know what it's called. I don't know the technical term for invis invincibility liquids. But the part that he's... The part that he's being held by is his ankle, and his ankle is therefore protected, not protected, because it's as they're 
he's dipped in and they just kind of forgot about it. And they're like, oh, well, the chances of that being hit are pretty low. And then it is and he dies. So that's the story. Isn't it really weird that the audio quality has gotten so much better since not doing the podcast in a basement? That's crazy. Basements are not good. Bad basement, bad. But bad begins with a B, and B, on the same episode, told us a fact about horses we did not know. Listen in. We talked about Poseidon? Not really. You brought him up as saying he was, like, Zeus's brother or something, and he took the sea. Yeah, god of the sea. So, middle child, um, and his gift to humans was horses. <laughs> How that ties in with water, other than... Seahorses. <laughs> fantastic. And horses can always find water. Did you know that? Horses can always find water. I imagine most any animal can find water oh, when they're thirsty. I didn't mean just thirsty, but they'll always go to water. Just any time. Any time. Like, they're like, hey, let's go to the watering hole. Just so, talk. Any time a horse wants to find water. It doesn't have to be okay. thirsty. It just knows. It can just bring you... Well, they're... <laughs> that is fantastic. How do you know that? <laughs> like, how do we know that a horse can find water even There's, when it's not thirsty? Like, it just knows. Have Have you heard about the connection with human and horses if someone is actually um, out Drowning. in, like, the Sahara and they're dying of thirst or wherever they are traveling and there's not a lot of water? A horse, if they have that connection with their their human rider, they bring them to a body of water. Are you sure that's not a camel? No, camel. I don't know. Camels are horses, right? Camels are not horses. Camels are humped horses. I I don't even know if horses can do this, to be honest. I mean, again, I just was. This is what I've heard. What if you put them in a box with no water? Will they they still find water? Fantastic. Schrodinger's horse. (laughs) Schrodinger's horse. (laughs) So you wouldn't know if they had found water. Until you look in the box. <laughs> Just look in it. The second you open the cover to that box, the horse is going to fly towards some water. <laughs> Instantly. That, this is on topic right now. It's, this is great. This is primo. Horses are like ponies. Now, ponies are a kind of horse. And ponies are actually featured in one of Steve's favorite episodes, and here's actually a part, and it features our good friend, Jen. Listen. They're fucking tampons. Let's be real here. Okay? Like, I go buy condoms for yo dick. Why can't you buy me tampons for my vagina? Anyway, so, told him to go buy tampons. He freaks out. He freaks out. Like, above average, loses his shit about menses. Okay? And I was like, I don't know why you're being such a child. It's a period right now. Like, your mother probably wanted her period, but she ended up with you. How tragic. Ta-da. Freaked out about menses. So, yeah. After that, tells me to come back. We break up. Go away for a while. He says, come back in eight hours. Get your shit. When I come back, all of my ponies are decapitated. And there's bleach in our fish tank. That's really screwed up. Who does that? I'm the fucking mugger, this kid. Somebody who's as unstable as you. Uh so one important question to ask here is did the ponies survive no they were beheaded would you survive if i cut your head off i still have like severe psychological trauma over it if i was a horse doctor maybe were they arranged in any sort of pattern or was this like a willy-nilly type thing no all of my ponies are exactly where they're supposed to be 
please don't get me started on the narration of the ponies first and off, the pony royal court. First off, you called into this show. Secondly, you hey. brought it up. So please tell me about pony court. <laughs> Are we serious here? I think I have 13 rainbow dashes and they all have to be in equal distance from each other. And I have a bunch of ones that I got from Funko Pop. And I have a lot of those ones that came in the little mystery bags. And I have this really big stuffed rainbow dash that um, sings when you uh, push its cutie mark. I was freaking out really bad. And Katie comes over and she's like, here, take a rainbow dash. And it sings, right? So she pushed the button and it started singing and everything was right with the world. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, Jen. Uh, that's literally maybe one hundredth of all the talking I can do about the ponies. So this pony court, it's not like a real court, though. It's like a, just like a walkway, not like a, a you know judge and gavel kind of court. Is this court like like royal, like a royal court or like a, a judicial court? It's a royal court. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? God. Oh, I'm I'm asking I'm asking the hard hitting questions here. I am the Anderson Cooper of this show. <sighs> Ponies don't get judged, they get forgiven, and they learn the, like, wrongness of their actions. Is there pony divorce court? Of course not. Ponies don't get divorced. They find the loves of their lives, and they meet for life, and they stay together forever. The end. Really? Yes. Did you know they can always find water? <laughs> Ponies can? Horses, they can always find water. I feel like this is a joke that I'm not understanding. Dreams impact us all, which is why we sat down with Chelsea to discuss dreams in episode 15. Here's one of Steve's favorite parts, and it's good. This is my theory about dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to get a little, little personal here. I think dreams, you can say, are meaningless to some degree. So it's how you interpret it in a way. But it's also kind of your brain's kind of just kind of giving its own shit. It's like, it's like you know, we can, how you can tell a lot about the body by... You know, the contents of your poop. And mm -hmm. in the same way, you can tell a lot about your brain by the contents of your dreams. Mm -hmm. So dreams are your brain's shit. <laughs> it's essentially. I wish wow. that they had, like, a book like they do for the poop. Everyone dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best joke ever on this podcast. It's, it's all about no for me or for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all. Haven't topped it. Nope. Speaking of topping, uh, we had a conversation about dating stories. No, virginity stories, even better. Episode 6. And, and that that is one of our most popular episodes, and for many reasons. I mean, I, my story is pretty bad. Steve's story is pretty bad. Matt's story is pretty bad. We, we all have bad stories. Uh, Matt Drew, check him out. Uh, but yeah... Yeah, there's three parts because this episode is so good. If you haven't listened to this episode, just 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 listen to it. Episode six is one of our best episodes. Check it out. Steve, do you remember how I used to lock my door? Um, vaguely, yes. Matt, do you want to know? I feel like there's something involving your dick. <laughs> Do you lock your door with your dick? Oh, you mean what method you use? Oh, yeah, okay, I thought, you, okay, I thought okay. you meant, remember how in the past I did this thing? Not Remember the <laughs> method that I used to <laughs> lock my door? Remember, okay, I used to lock my door. With my peen. I used a cinder block. What? 
A cinder block. Wait, 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 wait. Was that from the when the bridge exploded down the street? Well, I also used the piece of the bridge that exploded down the street as well. There's so much backstory I feel like I should ask about, but I'm like, I remember, no, let's just keep I going. remember when that <laughs> happened, and I lived down the road from you, right on, right on, down in the Yellow House, and we would, we played, like, like, cops and robbers in a broken down bridge that was, like, it was, like, a shant, like, completely not safe for young children to be playing there. And then you took a piece of it, and I was like, oh, Nate stole government property. That's a part of the road. <laughs> like, they're going to track them down. They're on and down for that dotted line. GPS is on all those pieces. God's going to come down. And I ended up using it for, like, a doorstop. Or okay. a door block. So, you By know, all means. whenever we're getting sexy, we're, you know, obviously we're, like, <laughs> in my parents' room. Not my parents'. What? <laughs> what? My house. <laughs> I'm bringing this piece of this old bridge into my parents' room, getting sexy. Hey, mom, dad, I'm going into your room with the cinder block and safe. Don't knock. I'm bringing the cinder block in the safe. Oh, and my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, my room, the parents' house. But, so, you know, you set the block the door because I didn't have an actual lock, and my parents didn't want me to have a lock and stuff, so th- that works fine enough. So, Blocked, you know, blocked the door and everything. And Holy fuck, we've been talking about blocking the door for five minutes. Get to the pushing. Okay. <laughs> wait, at one point, weren't you guys doing the normal stuff? And now- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, okay, so all of this is because your parents wouldn't let you have a lock. That right. was, okay, so that I just want to make sure that was the reason. I thought your door was broken or something. No, it's... No, no, we, no. I couldn't have a lock, so this is my, like, my workaround. So they see their kid <laughs> dragging around a cinder block everywhere. It's like, we should really get him a lock. And they're like, but look at those forearms. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't block the door, like, the first thing you do. Like, you, you wait till it's, like, to see the point of no return, right? Hot and heavy, yeah. Yeah, on. yeah. So, so you block the door, and... I just imagine you walking a cinder block over to the door where you think something's gonna happen. <laughs> like so presumptuous of you going to get your cinder block. Even better things start happening. She's like, Nate, cinder block. Like, you guys sit on the couch and you're like, get in the cinder block. And she's like, whoa, 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 we just sat down, buddy. I'm not that one date cinder block type of girl. It's like you go on a date with your cinder block, so you think something's gonna happen, you bring that thing along, little bam bam. Don't worry, I have protection. Guy who like preemptively mark. brings the condom to the date and just leaves it on the table. That she's gonna be right there. We don't have to do anything about her. We can. Go on. So doors closed. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. And so I reveal that I have condoms, and she gets excited. And you know we, I'd practiced a few times before because that's what we're supposed to do with the condom. So I, I oh, wait, 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 wait. How'd you practice? So you get an erection, you put the condom on, and you say, "Oh, okay. There's there's no holes in there. There's no there's no air bubbles." Wait, so you <laughs> use the same one? You always gotta check your condoms for no, holes. No, you use the same I, one. I opened it up. I tried it on a couple times. It fit, <laughs> so like, I bought it and took it home. Like, Go get a condom. <laughs> and you just grab a loose condom. <laughs> you go into the drugstore. You're like, "Do you guys have a fitting room?" Or? <laughs> Wait, who checks these things for holes? <laughs> Whose job is that? Is that your job? Okay, so there's no holes. Okay, no holes. And so, you know, I put it on and, you know, uh, start trying to get in there, right? And... Of course, check out the rest of the episode to see how that ends or if it ends. 
And from the same episode, here's one of Steve's favorite parts. Uh, we learn a little bit about Madru. Oh, Matt. So, you know, we end up, you know, I think there was this one night. It was like a local show. It was, uh, it was a cover band. It was a cover band doing all of, I think, the Beatles. Uh, don't quote me on that. In fact, don't quote me on any of this. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, in fact, you shouldn't be quoting this story. Why are you quoting this story in your personal <laughs> life, you creepy listeners? Like, and he was at the Beatles. <laughs> he was, I think it was a cover band for the Beatles. That's what it was. Like, you creep. Stop he, telling he said others. It was the Beatles, but I think it was the monkeys. He was embarrassed. <laughs> like, tell your friends to just listen to the podcast. Don't be telling them about this. That's okay? going to be the only thing on your IMDb page. <laughs> like, offhand. <laughs> the Beatles like this is the worst trivia <laughs> that's the only trivia fact on your IMDb page. I think it was the Beatles the Beatles are dead I, I mean not, not all the members and stuff but uh, you know as a band and group they're dead but they're still alive in our hearts and it's kind of like ghosts because ghosts are kind of alive but kind of I don't know it's kind of confusing and we actually have an episode where we talk about ghosts with Shannon and uh, Steve actually has a few favorite clips from that episode uh here's number one what would it take to make you believe nathan so it's actually pretty straightforward and simple i would need a ghost let's say let's say it's uh not captain hook uh <laughs> did he just say captain america <laughs> <laughs> predicting sequels i see I would not need a. I would need a ghost. Uh, no, ghost, no, no, ghost of Captain America. Not Captain Hook. Um, uh, Captain Cap Crunch. What's the one with the beard? Do you know the uh, Blackbeard? Captain Crunch. He's the one who Captain discovered Hook? America, right? What's what was Blackbeard or something? No, some kind of beard. Some Black kind of, oh, from Treasure Island, Black. Well, he was based off like a real pirate. Any famous pirate who you know, say he he's buried gold somewhere. All right, or maybe some you know some person who had a will or some kind of crazy thing where they have knowledge that people would want to know something they you know something hidden somewhere or something that's verifiable, right? So the ghost has to send you on a treasure hunt for you to believe that I it's a real ghost. I know who the ghost is. It's Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. And they have to tell me where stuff is, and I have to find it. You know, if there's <laughs> so the ghost has set up a scavenger hunt. Okay, so <laughs> your proof is the ghost needs to set up a scavenger hunt, an elaborate scavenger hunt. He needs to go back in time, so that's a different podcast. And um, he needs to... He needs to also be a pirate. He needs to be a pirate. His yes, name yes. is Marty. No, now no. I know who you're talking about. Captain Blackjack. Blackjack. <laughs> Captain Blackjack. Okay. So Steve is a believer in ghosts. And Steve wasn't quite a fan of my position. Okay, so here's here's what I'm saying, okay? okay. okay. People are going to call me crazy because I believe in ghosts. For me, I have firsthand experience that's true to me and me alone, and that's what drives me to a belief. Nathan wants a pirate ghost to give him a treasure map to buried treasure that involves a scavenger hunt in order for it to prove that to him that ghosts are real and i'm the crazy one well i mean you have very you, high standards I, I wouldn't call you crazy but you know i would say you're misguided or your memory is faulty and it's like all, all of our memories that's why i don't believe in ghosts i could have an experience where 
you know, I, I think I see a ghost or something. And unless it was like a you know crazy uh, pirate scavenger hunt, I wouldn't believe it. In this last and final segment, we have the concession of my position about ghosts and Steve's favorite outro ever. Now, there might be a couple questions here. Number one, where's Steve? He's getting a back massage. Number two, how do we know these are actually Steve and, or meters, uh, they're both the same person's favorite uh, parts, favorite episodes, favorite clips from episodes? Well, it's because he sent me a list and I checked it twice. And I've already used this joke before. So uh, to finish it off, here it is. Well, that argument Epidemic. is so, so complex that I think I am unable to answer it. Thank God I won that argument. <laughs> yeah. You cornered me into a corner. The Best end. way I like to corner people. <laughs> right in the corner. could be like the Ghostbusters and get like little vacuums and we could like try to like ghost bust them suck those ghosts suck them up in the vacuum like with those new lady ghostbusters why does our podcast always come down to sucking ghosts well it's, it's a hobby you suck a ghost to prevent the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> well he wasn't a ghost yet was he <laughs> standards yeah it's gonna be a hot ghost it's gonna be a hot ghost now someone unrelated but me and Steve were actually writing a uh, little screenplay or something. A little, it's a script for something. Oh yeah, it, it was no called idea what you're talking about. The ghost that never came. Oh, yes. So, so I I was actually started writing this, but I got bored. But so the basic idea is: let's imagine you are at a you're moving into a house, right? And this is like a house that your aunt used to own, right? And you come in and you start hearing these moans, and you're like, "Oh my god, is that a ghost?" And you're like, shit, shit, what is this? What is this? And then, you know, one day you decide to check it out with your friend. And then you go down to the basement and you see a ghost down there. And he's trying to jack himself off, right? But he can't get off. He's just moaning. And he's the ghost that never came because his aunt, not his aunt, well, his, you know, your aunt, his wife, he's actually your uncle with the ghost. So he's trying to jack off, right? But okay. his wife murdered him. And he's stuck in that kind of state of not being able to come, but very unedging, right? So he can't actually finish, but he's right at the edge. And he's just stuck in this until he can get off. But he can't get off himself because his hands just go through his dick. So what he does is he requests you to help him out with this. You need to finish him off. You need to release him into the other world. Would you jerk off your uncle's ghost to release him to the other world? Oh man! Wow. Okay. Well, okay. I don't remember him being the uncle. Nate kind of I mean, threw that in there, but my, okay. Nate kind of threw that in there. I guess that's like is their... he my uncle from like a previous marriage, well, like no. by blood? Are we like what? Not, not by blood. Like, He's okay. your uncle-in-law. He's my uncle-in-law. Well, I threw it in there because you you inherited the house from your aunt, and then you know, it's... is it my aunt? Like, did she buy me anything good for my birthday? Are we like close? Because she's I mean, in I guess... jail. She murdered your uncle. In law. Well, this is like a great aunt, so you don't really know her. I, so but I you guess, liked him. I guess calling like you know the term "stiff" is very relaxed in this situation because he's not. He's he is a stiff, stiff in many a way. I guess you know, but okay, you can help him out. I'm I'm feeling good, deed like yeah, whack him off, sure yeah sure, to whack him off, send him off, send him off with like a good. <laughs> That's a good person right there. The ultimate release. Mm. 
Now, plot twist. He takes off his his little uh, sheet. He's just a regular guy. I just got <laughs> Scooby Dude. <laughs> no, no, you got Scooby Good. I got Scooby Good. I got Scooby Jizz. I'm done. Okay. No, nope, I'm done. <laughs> so that was uh, this episode of We Need to Talk. Um, I'm Nate. Steve is somewhere um and he ghost faced and shannon wanna send us out um morticians keep it stiff and those are meters picks for the first 15 best five i I don't know what the criteria was but these are like the awesome parts of these episodes these first 15 and this is just the first 15 we have other episodes many more episodes we have like over fucking 52 episodes that's a lot so if you like some of this stuff you gotta check our other stuff out it's it's pretty good also, check out our partners. We need partnered with TPC Network. TCP Network is great. To commemorate our partnership with them, we're going to play some ads at the end here. And we'll incorporate them solely into the, the program, into the process. And, you know, until next time, we need to talk. Hey fans, we know you're on Twitter and you're on Facebook. You're on social media getting breaking news the minute it happens. Well, good news, so are we. Innovative Hybrid Wrestling has social media covered. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We post everything you need to know about Innovative Hybrid Wrestling. So make sure you're following us so you're the first to get the inside scoop. Innovative Hybrid Wrestling has always referred to their wrestlers as megastars and now is encouraging fans across the Maritimes to become megastars as well. But fans don't need to worry about stepping into the ring with the monster Brody Steele. The promotion is looking for donations to help raise money for the annual Christmas Daddy's Telethon. A maritime tradition since 1964, Christmas Daddies helped less fortunate families in the Atlantic provinces to have a better Christmas. At all IHW events in 2017, IHW will raise funds for Christmas Daddies with a goal of raising $5,000 to become a silver sponsor and present the check at the telethon in December. We hope that you will become an IHW megastar to help everybody have an enjoyable Christmas. I love to read comic books, and man, do I love playing board games. That's why I go to Comic Hunter. Comic Hunter has Atlantic Canada's largest selection of comic books, graphic novels, board games, and manga. Plus, they have toys, action figures, statues, and much, much more. ComicHunter.net has a blog and Magic the Gathering web store. Events every single night, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering board games, Star Wars X-Wing, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, they have mangas, buy three, get one free, used graphic novels, buy one, get one, plus the dollar bin of comics, thousands of comic books, up to 50% off the more you buy. Check out ComicHunter.net, they have a knowledgeable staff, plus Matt Surrett's there too. Open Monday to Friday, 10 to 10, Saturday, 10 to 9, Sunday, 12 to 6. Location is Moncton, 467 Main Street, Suite 300, and in Charlottetown, 181 Queen Street. That's right, Comic Hunter, where heroes come to play. This has been a TPC Network podcast. For more shows like this, go to tpcnetwork.com slash podcasts.